Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to Scummy Mummies, or as they say where we are, Mamai Achavi. That's right, listeners, we're in Hungary this week. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not. We're actually we're actually on location in Wales, very excitingly. I'm Ellie Gibson. I'm Helen Thorne. And we're joined today by the wonderful Laura Kemp, author, journalist, mother, and ITV star. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's we'll talk true. about it later, we'll get into it, but you have been on this morning, haven't you? I have. You have touched Philip, haven't you, Laura? Well, I actually touched Holly, not Philip. Well, well yeah. next best thing. <laughs> I'm sure they've touched each other. So this is quite exciting for us, because this is the first time that we've actually recorded Scummy Mummies on location. I know, I know. We have left Ellie's couch. That's right. Miracles For someone happened. else's couch. That's it. It's a very nice... Is it a DFS? It's an Ikea. Oh, oh of course. I don't yeah. know if that's better or worse than DFS. Maybe. I don't know. You're our people. So, yeah. So, Laura, thank you very much for letting us uh, sit in your lounge and drink your wine. It's an absolute pleasure for you to be here. Um, can I just explain? That there's some. There might, you might hear some panting, and it's not me. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's my husband. It's, what? The, <laughs> it's the puppy. And we've got a puppy here, and he's like my substitute baby. And um, So we also have Ollie on the couch. Ollie on yeah. the Welcome, couch. Welcome, Ollie. Yeah, he's quite wriggly, isn't he? He's very, very wriggly. And Never uh, work with animals or children. I like it, though. I think it's adding to the ambiance. It We're is, very, it we, is. we are concerned about the ambiance, Helen, aren't we? Yeah, so yeah. If only nice. you could smell what we can smell right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice. I, re- I told you not to mention the fact that I broke wind in front of you earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, On Laura, the toilet. Yeah, Laura and I were... Yeah, we had an has, intimate moment. Yeah, yes. we're less than three minutes in. It's going to get a lot worse than <laughs> yeah. us. I think we all know that. So, Laura, you are the author of two best-selling books. Isn't that right? Really? Are they best-selling, are they? Oh, that's well, amazing. Thanks. They're selling. Thanks for telling me. Uh, well, Helen and I have written no books, so they're selling better than ours. Right, so brilliant. Is that, is that fine? And uh, what are your books called? Uh, my two books are called... One's called Mums Like Us, which is a rant against the... Um, like pursuit of perfection that we're told that we we should be pursuing. And I can do another word, sorry. Um, and it's all about um, like the myth of being a yummy mummy and we should try to be good enough rather than perfect. Mm-hmm. And my latest one is called Mums on Strike and that is about a mum who is so uh, uh, fed up with being taken for granted that she goes on strike. Fantastic. Yeah. Tell us Where how to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get that idea <laughs> I just don't know <laughs> so yeah in, in the book I remember it's a grape that pushes her over the edge isn't it it's a great book I've read it I really enjoyed it um, and, and yeah like it starts with 
this mum of two kids and she uh, just sees this grape and she watches <laughs> the husband and the kids step over it, doesn't she? And she's just like, you know what? That's it. I've, I've had it. <laughs> and she says to the husband, you know, until you can agree to share, she's not saying you have to do all of it, until you can agree to share half the work with me, I'm just not doing anything. And she lets it all go. Absolutely. And I did actually try to do that myself with my husband. I wrote it all, so I was just living the dream. This is what I wanted to do. Me and my husband, when we met, it wasn't like that at all. It was all quite equal. He would cook, he would do this, that, the other. And then, obviously, I was on maternity leave and he saw that as a sign of, like, okay, I can just sit back. And I just wanted to write um, something about... Basically, most people send their husband an angry text. You wrote a novel. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He hasn't read it. I'd just like to say that. Oh, wow. No, no, no. He's not interested. He's not interested. (laughs) Our husbands don't really listen to the podcast. No, they don't. Well, to be fair, he's a a golf writer, and I don't need any of his stuff because it's too boring. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, that's quite even even spread then. Yeah. (laughs) So, what did he say when you were like, yeah, I'm writing this book about this mum who's really resentful and fed up and kind of hates her life? What did he say about that? He was like, right, bye. As long no, as you bring in the he, money. He's doing all of that enlightened stuff, you know. He's like the typical enlightened male where he's, oh, yes, I absolutely agree with you. It's awful, isn't it? Blah, blah, blah. But... The, but Where's my shirts? But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, he doesn't really say a great deal about it because I just think... Because he's mostly he's in the pub most of the time, so just does that to get away from me. <laughs> you know, you were a journalist first, and how was that kind of transition between sort of writing... Uh, for someone to really... I guess you're writing for yourself, aren't you, when you're writing a book? Yeah, books to everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to write about somebody's blimmin' 50th wedding anniversary anymore. So, yeah, no, I just just, um, took voluntary redundancy from work when I had my son uh, six years ago and chose to stay at home, be a stay-at-home mum, because, as I said, my husband's away a lot through his job. So um, I decided that we just it, I would have a nervous breakdown actually that was that's the real reason if I mm, if I went yeah. out to work and did all of that and I didn't want to have it all you know because I think it's a load of rubbish and mm. yeah so uh I started freelancing writing for some of the national newspapers about motherhood and how absolutely ridiculous and awful it is <laughs> and then um decided to send it into a book fantastic just have an extra long moan. Extra <laughs> short moan. So, so um, I take it some of the book is true, or, or based on experiences you've had, or feelings. Feelings, feelings. definitely, feelings. definitely feelings of <laughs> hatred for for your marriage and your husband, and you know, and the situation that you're in. Oh my god, it's just so unfair. Like, I just, I can't believe there are two adults in in our house. And yet, um, and two bums, adult bums, sit on that toilet, mm. and I am expected to clean it and scrub it because I have a pair of boobs. He won't even think about doing it. Doesn't even occur to him. Mm. I found it much easier once I stopped trying to scrub the toilet with my boobs. <laughs> and, uh, I can't get these special brushes. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that's where women had to do it, you know. Yeah. And that dermatitis you were getting from the domestic. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> So itchy. Yeah, sorry for showing you that rash. Uh, it was an awkward, awkward day. Yeah. Um, so, how do you how do you find then um, being a, um, a novelist with with motherhood and, and having to still clean the toilet and all that? Have you, have you balanced it out a bit? No, I just have to do it. Yeah, yeah. No, my you know going on from like you know using your boobs, I'd really like to use my husband's plums to do it. That would be brilliant revenge if I could. But obviously, he's never here. Yeah. So, you know, 
I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you find time in the day to write? I guess you're lads at school now, so yeah. So it's just like whatever, just how everybody else does it. You mm. do your whatever job you do, you do it when your kids are at school, mm-hmm. and then when they get in, you put the iPad on, you do a bit more, right? <laughs> and then you try and ignore them until bedtime, yeah. and then um. And do you start because like, cause Helen and I do uh, stand up, and uh, I've got this new thing where I'm trying to write uh, 25 minutes a day. I do this pom. Have you heard of the Pomodoro technique? No. It's like a productivity thing where you, you whatever you have to do, you just do it for 25 minutes. Oh, I, okay. So I'm trying to do that every day for 25 minutes, and it sounds like nothing. Like if someone said to me five years ago, 25 minutes a day, I'd be like, that's nothing. I spend that long it's a work. day playing Tetris, you know, <laughs> yeah. at least. Um, <laughs> But like now, I some it's going pretty well. But some days, by the time I, I get round to my twenty five minutes, sometimes I've worked a full day at work. I've cooked tea. I've done bedtime, and I sit down, and it's nine o'clock, and I am exhausted. And I I've got no ideas. I've got no jokes, and I I make myself do it. But it's quite rare I actually come up with anything <laughs> worth writing down. Yeah, God, I wouldn't do that. I just I'm too. La- I'd have gone to sleep by then. <laughs> I just wouldn't be books. doing that. Yeah. yeah, but you do stand up. I do sit down. <laughs> We've got it the wrong way up, Helen. Yeah, yeah we don't have. But what do you do on those days when you're like, oh, do you know what? I've got to write this novel and I haven't got the energy to, to write down my own name, let alone four brilliant chapters of insightful wit. Mm. But do you know what? Well, I don't anyway. But, I, but do you know what? School really helps. <laughs> like, you know, hang on in there, guys. And to, when, they, when they start school, it's really like you go, oh, my God, my baby's starting school. And you just get really upset about it you know, having wished for four years that they would hurry up and go to school. Yeah. And then they go, and then you just go, oh, my God, I've actually got some time. And it's and mm. that's the thing that's enabled... Although the first one I wrote, um, like, when he was, like, sleeping and at night time and stuff like that. But honestly, I think, hang on in there until they go to school. You know, people say everyone thinks they've got a book in them. Did you always want to be a writer? No, 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 no. Never even occurred to me to write a book or anything like that. I was a... Gen- I was a... Uh, a journalist and then I was just thinking what do I do next and then I just had an idea like at two o'clock in the morning when he was like starfishing across the bed my little boy and, <laughs> and I just thought oh this is just you know because I found motherhood just the biggest shock relentless overwhelming terrifying I didn't have any of those this is the most amazing thing that's happened like to me. It wasn't like the pampers said where you go, no. I'm a baby. I was so, you know, maybe it's because of my age. So I was like 33 when I had him and I was used to having my own life. But mm. I just found it utterly ridiculous. And also the fact that we're all supposed to be in like, well, not supposed to be, but, you know, there's this whole competition element. I just thought, mm. what? I thought we were mm. all in this together. Yeah. I thought, you know, this was like a sisterhood. And then realised that some of the people that I met were... You know, it was all about mum up mum upmanship, and and I just thought it was ridiculous. Mm. Mm. You know, there's things that obviously us, but is is there something that gets you through the day, or is there there things that will make it better? Yeah, well, <laughs> I do find that antidepressants help. Oh, <laughs> seriously? Hello. I've, yeah, I've been on them for ages. Where do you get these magic yeah. pills? No, so they're brilliant. <laughs> yeah. They're brilliant. Yeah. Uh, also, the obligatory, the wine and the crisps and bits of cheese. But also, I am a... I feel, you know, as a mum, you just end up... You know, you, you give a lot, okay? And I don't mm. mean that in a giving love and raising your children. You give as in you're just looking for socks and you're looking for this and you're doing this and you're, you know, just that total exhaustion. 
Um, so I like to do things like solitary things like Lego and mm-hmm. sewing and crosswords and... We hey are. guys, I'm so excited. <laughs> no, you, we, we are, we're sitting in a room, apart from a dog, we also are surrounded by some amazing Lego creations, which are not oh. done by children. No. no. And no, none of the children are allowed to touch them when they come <laughs> no. I know. And <laughs> I felt, this is how sexist I am, because I, we've not met before tonight, and, and I came in your front room and your little boy Paddy was here, and I went, oh, and I'm a real geeky nerd, right? So I went, oh, wow, Paddy, you've got the Lego Death Star. And you went, it's mine. <laughs> yeah, literally. Don't even no one look touch at it. it. Yeah. <laughs> No one touch it. Wow! So you, you're a, you're a Lego geek. Fabulous. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Just... So so you like Lego? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love it. Oh, wow. I don't know why. I just I also like putting furniture together. <laughs> God, I just like a total moron. Furniture, I that? really like that. Yeah. Do you? Oh, oh, fantastic. I think it's because you control can, can control it. Oh, Whereas with children, you thing. can't. Yeah. yeah. Children are, and puppies are uncontrollable. Mm. And I so it's like, it's it's like the it's like unchaos. I can't think of the word. Yeah. What is the word? It's order. Like, order. Order. <laughs> order. <laughs> order. Universal, you know. Yeah, yeah. got two one in English. Oh yeah. god, the Australian uh, universities to sign up to scratch. Yeah. <laughs> unchaos. <laughs> Take that woman's hour. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I I love a bit of Lego, but the Death Star, I'm really. Oh, I'm Do you know what? Right. So I, so me and pa- me and my son Paddy. We got it as a joint, I'm doing air finger, (laughs) not the finger, but air quotation marks, a joint press Christmas present, okay? So literally, so I let him unwrap it, paper, and then I went, yep, right, that's mine. And then it took me three days. By the end, Paddy was going, it was like nine o'clock on the third day, and he was going, Mummy, I'm hungry now. (laughs) (laughs) Something to eat. I started licking the bricks. And I'm going, get away from me, I haven't finished it. It's quite an impression, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's quite good. frighteningly good. We're um, extending our repertoire, Ellie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a dog in a bush, by the way. If you're wondering what that, what's that sound? <laughs> so, oh, um, just going oh, back to. I think he might need to go. Just oh look, he's just gone oh, for a wee. Oh, oh there nice. we are. Is that, are we oh. keeping that in? Yeah. Why um, not? Yeah. Yeah, we're right. having this is live. I don't oh think this has ever God. happened in a podcast before. Live, a dog is weeing live on the podcast. <laughs> this is certainly a first on, for Scammy Mummies. It's happened on Bleed Peter, I'm sure. Oh, it's, yeah. it's happening on a lot of. Uh, <laughs> he's very cute, though. He's going to get away with. I know, but he's a looking like he needs a poo as well. So going back to you know books and that because we do like to pretend to be cultural now yeah. and again in between talking about we and uh, <laughs> what would you you know what would you say to anyone maybe who's listening and thinks yeah no I've got an idea for a book actually I've got you know what what should they do yeah stop whinging uh, have another bottle yeah, of wine yeah totally. <laughs> no do it oh my god absolutely do it start writing you just never know what's going to happen you never know where it's going to take you I mean look at the Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, oh, yeah, phenomenal. I mean, you know, whether you liked it, whether you thought it was a good piece of writing or not, frankly, who are, who who can judge that? Mm. She did that, and it went just now crazy. there's a film. Now there's no, a exactly. film. A house made of money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Who, who so knew people like sex? Yeah, I mean, yeah really? exactly. Yeah, <laughs> especially, especially was... mums. Yeah, <laughs> but like, would you would you say like because a lot of people start by writing a blog, don't they? You didn't have a blog. You do. You... No, no, because I started off as a, a journalist right. and then um, 
so I, I yeah I didn't do I didn't do a blog but I think bloggers are just absolutely fantastic just just you know keep writing yeah totally so the book um, Mums on Strike ends on I, I'm not going to spoil it but I I'm going to ask you an honest question yeah did you set it up for a sequel I didn't actually oh. no because they always say and this is I don't know anything about anything literary but things that <laughs> I've it, seen yeah yeah right. <laughs> they always say when you finish a book leave it with an opening so that people can then decide ah. where they where they think it should go mm. and yeah do you know what though god i would just i would love i would love it if like one man is is um persuaded as a result of their wife reading it or whatever or their partner goes and change, changes the sheets because I, I have never met a man apart from, well actually I have my husband used to change the sheets before you know, before we shagged and then, yeah. you know, and then after that he didn't yeah. bother but, yeah, so if you've got one man to put a wash on yeah, then it's your work like, is done then it was worth those two years of hard graft yeah, yeah. late night writing sessions um, so listen we've talked never mind all this you know books and how to write a best selling novel and parenting what was it like going on daybreak oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. it was so well it was alright <laughs> you've been on was, TV yeah no it was it was really hilarious because the day before I told like I was like oh my god I'm going on daybreak everyone Facebook posts Twitter I'm going on daybreak I'm going to meet Lorraine <laughs> And then, you know, I went to the hotel the night before and I literally just wanted to cry. There was me there by myself. You should have called us. We we live in London. Frightened. (laughs) Panic attacks. Oh, my God. All of this. And then so you turn up the next day and they do your hair and all of that kind of thing. And then I saw Richard Arnold. (gasps) And that was, you know, that was pretty cool. And Rusty Lee. Did you chat to him? Uh, Well, I, I saw him and I ran across to him and I said... Richard, can I just have a photo so I can tweet it to everyone, to all your fans? Aww. And um, he agreed. He was a very nice, very nice man. And he, um, yeah, so we did a selfie. And then I just sort of noticed that I had a few chins going on. I happened to mention the word chins really loudly. And he thought I was referring to his chins, <laughs> which was a bit awkward. But, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that uh, TV insight. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I've got all serious. I've yes. got all. I've got all. Guardian. Got all. Got all. News night. Sorry. <laughs> Look out, Kirsty. Kirsty Walk. Kirsty Walk. Sorry, I'll say something now, and that will lower the tone. Um, yeah. No, have either of you read any books by Lisa? I don't know how to say her name. It's either Lisa Jewell. Lisa Jewell. Yeah, Lisa Jewell? yeah mm. I haven't read any again. Again. We're going to play. Have you read any books? <laughs> Just your own. Oh, Victoria Beckham. I don't read books. (laughs) No. Um, Love love you, Vic. Do you know what? Do you you know what? The books I read are things about, like, Afghanistan and stuff. Really? Yeah, I'm really into, like, burqa lit. really yeah, that's cool. I'm really into actual the proper struggle as opposed to oh my god I feel really fat I you know. have a weird thing I really like um, books about 
mountaineering. Like, oh, especially the void. when like, people the void. die. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like books about the big disaster on Everest and touching the void and um, like I was going to say cut the rope. That's the, that's an iPad game, <laughs> right? Um, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, no, I'm really into, and I don't know why. I've never been mountain climbing. I've got no, no, no desire to do it. No I think it's a very dangerous, expensive, I don't think and Laura probably wants to go to a hardy pursuit. I don't either. I did. I, I do. I'd you love do? to go there. Oh. Yeah, just for a bit, just for a little holiday. Just, <laughs> just like, I think they have a centre park. And eighteen thirty, yeah. I quite like to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I read. Um, I got really into SAS books as well about oh. like five years ago. I was obsessed with mm. oh my god how was it going to cope and it got to the point where I'd look out the window and go right if I was under threat where would I go and hide <laughs> it was brilliant literally I could be in the Tesco car park or <laughs> at least Jewel I, I really like her books and I um I remember an interview with her where she was like you know yeah chick lit it's, it's I'm always put in the sort of chick lit box even though I've written some novels about romance but actually that's not ever the main subject and most of my novels aren't that's not, you know, the latest one she's done is about sperm donors. It's not really a love story at all. And, and that must be kind of annoying, I think. But I also think that one of the issues is about delve beneath the covers. And I think the publishers are, when they are coming up with the cover of a book, they are, they, they, they have to play it safe. And, they, mm. and this is just in my experience, I wanted Mums on Strike, a big placard and a big, like, strike kind of thing Arthur Scargill with a yeah. bra on <laughs> totally that yeah. but they have you know everybody needs to know where they stand mm. and everybody feels everyone likes the safeness of it and you know let's forget the pastel covers mm. I think it's really difficult that the publishers want you to sit on a shelf yeah and they want they know what works and what sells and that's why they do what they do yeah in the in the pale pink, the pale the, pink pastels and all yeah, of that. The mama, the mum in the heels with a glass of wine and the teddy bear in the other hand. Totally, sort of thing. yeah. Which is what you're looking like tonight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you were tempted, Laura, to like go around Waterstones for a marker pen, just join a big <sighs> on all the. Oh yeah, all the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Or hit the moustaches, or just, yeah, yeah. or get, or, or, or take one of your books into the top ten and just put it at number one. Oh, I've done that already. Oh, good girl. Yeah, w, w. Smith, I've done that. Yeah, of course. And I took a photo, and put it girl. on Facebook. That means it's real. Yeah, it's, it's true. Like Mums on Strike is not a love story. There's love in it, and that is a key. That's what binds those people together and makes them. I think of... it's about how a relationship changes over time when. Um, you know, you get together and you fall in love and it's all really exciting and then you end up, like, falling into these traditional roles and it's mm. how, you know, you, how you survive that when you come out of that and the woman changes and the man perhaps doesn't change as much and she wants to go back to, back mm. to work or... It's also about um, how women these days are expected to live up to like a 1950s domestic goddess mm. thing oh, absolutely. when two yeah. thirds of women work of, of mums are out working mm. and it's like well how the bloody hell are we supposed to live up to that yeah you know it's it's impossible mm. ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. No, I know, and that's, and that's a measure of success. And I love... I love that, you know, that you're meant to be successful in your job. You're, you know, the mother who feeds her children quinoa and broccoli, uh, satisfies your husband, da-da-da-da-da. But it is impossible without going insane. And and one of those things or many of those things have to give and, and without you losing your sense of self mm. or, yeah. or, or, in fact, trying to find your own sense of self in other people and in other things. Whether that's wine or a massive Lego habit. That's right. (laughs) The Death Star will give us like nothing else. Um, So I think, yeah, I think that's true. And I I was, yeah, and that guilt that you're meant to feel if you you go and find something that's just for you as well. I I know. I mean, like, my husband can sit there and with his son... And Paddy will be on the iPad for hours and hours and hours. And I say to Jamie, do you not feel guilty? Yeah. He's like, no, I don't feel guilty at all. Whereas I feel, mm. I get this feeling of like, oh my God. Oh my God, the cat's coming in. <laughs> I get this feeling. Oh my God, the dog's going nuts. It's like having Dr. Doolittle. You expect to go to make its head over the laptop. Yeah, we're live. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were saying But that feeling of yeah. like... You're not doing enough. I'm not doing enough and I'm not stimulating them. My mm. husband doesn't feel that. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, you can't do that. Yeah, so, yeah it's fine. We should be cutting out pictures from the Bowden catalogue. Totally. And, and why do we do this to ourselves? Why yeah. do we do this? No, no, but we're conditioned by the media because that's a measure of success and that and that everything says that you should be doing these things so you're t- taking them to swimming lessons or yeah. all those sort of things and that... That uh, that yeah, that sticking in front of the iPad and having a few glasses of Chardonnay—it's not so great. <laughs> even though that we might—we've just might... done that this evening. Yeah, that's that's okay. Sorry, Paddy, <laughs> it's for the greater good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Paddy. Mummy loves you, darling. Yeah, yeah, we, we love our children <laughs> and our husbands. When but don't out. touch the Lego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Death Star, no deal. Oh. <laughs> well, there we are. I think we've sorted out literature and, and feminism. Oh, we've done it. Well, motherhood. Say the catchphrase. What's your catchphrase? What's that? We've. What's that? Yeah, we've cracked. You, you do that. Oh, we've cracked yeah. that nut. That's it. <laughs> I love it when she says that. Okay, so we've 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 talked a lot about things that shit us basically, <laughs> and I, I've created a new game, Ellie. Ooh. A new segment, in fact, that is called. Things that make you go, ugh. 
I love it. I love it. Okay, again. Things that make you go. Oh. Right. Uh, <laughs> which I've also sub subtitled as Room Scum O Scum. Oh, oh nice. okay. as a pastiche, a nod to Room 101. So this is about. Yeah, no, thanks for explaining that. That's good. Yeah, we need to f- off. <laughs> But what are the top three pet peeves? What are the things that you would like to get rid of as a mother? Mm. Mm. Should I go first? Because you both go just on. nodding. Your game. Go on, just, like, just drink. Okay. The things that make me go, uh and room scummy scum is one, stepping on Lego. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh you wow. need to leave now. <laughs> well, You're in the yeah. wrong house, actually. <laughs> you don't need to worry because all the Lego is where it's supposed stepping to be stepping on my Lego oh, I'm not going to step yeah. on the death star as a, as a I know my Lego lover does that annoy you as well or are you just like oh, does it just remind no, you well, no oh yeah no I no, is it. it is it it's beautiful what's it's that? beautiful what's, she's actually wearing shoes made yeah. out of Lego <laughs> Lego heels on yeah. Lego clogs <laughs> my Lego bra is very very comfortable you're looking very purred those <laughs> Lego sanitary pads aren't they <laughs> oh, no. uh, very very uncomfortable okay so number one stepping on Lego number two changing wee soak sheets oh there's yeah. one thing that i don't like i've had a great night's sleep and then the kids come in the morning going i've wet the bed yeah. oh. the smell of old wee yeah. makes me turn into crazy lady it really does i it just makes me so angry and the third thing uh was waiting in the shopping queue while two crazy children try and grab at the chocolate bars oh. that, that drives me mental absolutely mental that they're the things of parenthood that I would want to get rid of. They're the okay. things that make me go, ugh. Oh. Well, the, oh. the things that make me go, ugh, yeah. is no one listening. Can you, <gasps> can you go and get your shoes on? Can you go and clean your teeth? Can you do this? Can you do that? And just totally blanking. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Food planning. That <clears throat> just gets me. You know, it's literally like trying to keep an army going. And it's only, Never it's ending story. It really is. Bedtime. Oh my mm. god, I hate bedtime. Me and my husband <laughs> fight to you, get to get out of doing bedtime. Do you rock, paper, scissor it? It's the final slap in the face of motherhood. <laughs> it is, you're tired, you're over it, yeah. and it's like Yeah, and it's the running around, jumping up and down yeah. the bed, the bedtime stories. Oh my oh. god, just go to bed. Yeah, I think I think definitely my top one is um, I have uh, what they call a runner, I believe is the technical <laughs> term. So my son Charlie likes to just just leg it, right? Uh, whenever he feels, you know, I'm often you know into the path of moving cars, nice <gasps> out of buildings. He's a big one for the automatic doors. Loves to Love. make a beeline mm. through those generally mm. unpleasant and I've seen other people do you know what you need to say they just sit there the children no. just sit get, there get some shoes with some weights on them <laughs> <laughs> tie him down <laughs> I was thinking of getting one you know like those Victorian deep sea divers <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. one of those so there's that I think and there's also this is not dissimilar actually but um, uh, like doing group activities with Charlie's quite stressful because he's just not into it like I've no. talked about music yeah. groups before and I'm just going to be bass and I'm just going to say poo. Yeah. I just, poo makes me go, ah. Oh. I'm sorry it's not more imaginative, but I just. So they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're our top tips. Feel free to share your own things that make you go, Ugh. Yeah. Right. I think Sorry, we've cracked that like... nut. <laughs> we certainly have cracked another nut. Fantastic. <laughs> Great. Uh, okay, so this next section on today's podcast is called Is Honesty the Best Policy? Mm. Mm. 
Honesty, 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 honesty. Ooh. Best policy, policy, policy. Ooh. You two are weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't like that. I feel good. Um, no, it's fine. Uh, so, Why? yeah, um, Laura, uh, your sort of, your writing is fabulously honest, really, isn't it? You've written some, well, what, give us some of your greatest right. hits. Okay, so some of my greatest hits have been Hitting Your Son With A Wee. Yeah, well, he was getting in the way of the Skylanders. <laughs> Uh, my sex diary well we didn't it wasn't really a sex diary I should have just called it a diary <laughs> um, what was that then so you wrote yeah. that was this for a newspaper wrote, yeah no it was for uh, Grazia Mag about they wanted a uh, mum to write a sex diary and um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly what did they and I, well I made it up didn't I we, I said we had yeah. sex and I made it up <laughs> no of course I didn't well you know <laughs> Is there a time that we wish you'd lied instead of being really truthful? Because that's what I I loved about you before I met you was that I read your articles, read some of your book. Um, No, it's all true and I totally stand by it and I am just a pathological truth teller. (laughs) Sorry, I meant to say pathologically honest, but I couldn't think of it. No, I, I, I could not bear to write something that later on... I would have forgotten that I'd said something, and then mm. somebody quizzes me, and I and I've, it turns out I lied. I I, I am the mum. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The truth is the most important thing. You yeah. know, don't don't lie to me. I hope that I don't hurt anyone's feelings, and I try and stay away. Now that Paddy's older, I try and stay away from certain things. Um, yeah, I kind of wish but... you hadn't told me my hair looked shit when I walked in. She didn't mind because she gave you some wine. Yeah. (laughs) No, honesty is the best policy if you're being paid. (laughs) Honest. That's That's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah, It's a very good tip. Be be more honest. You get more money. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's one of my favourite comedy quotes. And really embarrassingly, I can't remember if it's by Richard Pryor or Richard Herring. Different, uh, and also well understood. But one of the Richards said, uh, "Tell the truth, and funny will come." There is one area in which I'm trying to watch myself, and that is when I talk about childbirth, because I uh, did not have. I had a very painful experience. It mm. was fine, like, and um, it was actually it was only twelve hours, which in the great scheme of things is mm. not that bad. Mm. And Charlie was fine, and I was fine, and but it was very painful, mm. and I have caught myself like doing that thing I never thought I would do before I gave birth of like starting to tell the horror birth story to oh, men or and I people, tell who, people who haven't had kids I'm quite good with pregnant women I usually remember to rein it in but sometimes I'll be talking to a woman who hasn't had kids and I have to tell myself no she might have a baby one day don't stop scaring why, stop why scaring do we feel but why? why aren't we better prepared if somebody says to us yes it really hurts you know not just period painy crampy things have a panadol you'll really, be fine it yeah. really hurts but I don't think deal. that will help them and I think all that will do is make them scared and tense and I worried and she... I think that is only likely to make the birth worse but then on the other side I felt totally and utterly like I was so shocked on the other side of it no one told me no one warned me no one said to me this is going to be the most excruciating although not you know 
that's not everybody's experience yeah. we should no, say totally, yeah. totally exactly that's the other thing that's the other thing I think yeah. I also know people who had babies for whom it was a really magical wonderful yeah. not pain free but certainly not painful experience mm. and had a great time and I feel like if I say to someone oh my god it's so awful it was so terrible they might take away from that oh it's going to be terrible for me when that is not necessarily the case yeah, so I feel like what's the point of telling them that yeah but yeah. it's good going oh it really hurts <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, yeah, you I just wait. Anyway. Yeah. When they go, yeah, we're going to have like, you know, I'm going to have a water birth and I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. It's like, yeah. Oh, she loves the water birth. She yeah, coughed so, them out in a washing up bowl. Yeah. Oh, did so, you? so I, I, well, I've, <laughs> as listeners know, I've had a, I had no drugs. I had oh my candles. God. I had no drugs, but I not had through choice. So I, I had, wanted it all. I was like, go down to Soho just get me 10 grams I don't care you inject the heroin my in my arm <laughs> like Stevie Nicks just get it <laughs> you know Marianne Faithful was there just... I wanted it but I was I was too late for an epidural so oh, yeah so God. that's yeah but, so um, I'm doing it now I'm doing it now yeah you are yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I I had classical music I had candles no drugs pool. oh my God God. But it's not something... I lived opposite a pub, right? Yeah. I went in... I came out of the house, right? Yeah. In a horrible big baggy green t-shirt, right? Mm. And uh, velour tracksuit bottoms. Nice. And Juicy I came couture. out... <laughs> totally. Oh, I was there. I was out the pub. All the regulars were outside. And, they, and I'm there having a contraction. And the, the regulars all start shouting... Come on, love, push! And then, yeah. literally, 22 hours later, I'm still there, not uh, still pushing. What? And in nothing's the happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish I had. Go to the hospital, love. Yeah, much, much easier. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I should rein it in. No, I don't think. I think. I think it's really important that we all talk about it quite honestly and openly. Um, but but not everyone's story. It's it's only one story. Yeah, and that your yours is going to be your story because no birth is the same. No one's going oh, to. Oh, says she, the one that you know, cough them out. <laughs> yeah. God. No, I know, I know, and that's and that's. But she's not the only person who has had a brilliant experience like that. No, well, this is the thing: is that birth is only one part of motherhood, mm-hmm. and I was I was very lucky. But there's other bits that I haven't been lucky about and there's other bits that I've struggled with. My birth was 18 hours of my motherhood, which has been six years. And that's how I look at it, is Mm. that there's been days where I've cried and I've shouted and I've wanted it to end, which was really traumatic for me more than the birth. Mm. But I think think it's it's a real give and take, the whole arc of, of parenthood. Um, no, but I think I think honesty is good. But there are times where I have been too too honest. Like I remember me and my second child Hugo. So you know I've been a mother a few years. I saw this woman across the table from me in the cafe, and she had this new baby, and she was six. Who was six weeks old, and she was there with her mum, and she's like, "Oh, isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful?" And I was chatting, and you know, you know, when you're just like having a lovely time, we're all having our baby chinos, blah blah blah. And then I was like, "Oh, isn't it nice? Six weeks, they just start to smile, and it's lovely." And then I said, "Yeah, because after that, you just want to throw them out the window." <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen their faces drop, like, and I was like, "Okay, bye." <laughs> <laughs> So basically, in conclusion, what we're saying is, honesty is sometimes the best policy. Yeah. Nora, you think it's always the best always. policy. Always. I think it's not always the best policy. Helen. Helen. 
I need to learn to shut up <laughs> in public. Well, I'm not sure if we've cracked that nut, but no. let's move on anyway. Okay, good. Let's move on. Good current affairs, ladies. Okay, so we've come to that fantastic section of the podcast that you've all been waiting for, Scummy Mummy Confessions. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! So I'm going to kick things off with my Scummy Mummy Confession, which is that the other day we were coming home from school and my daughter needed a wee and I didn't have any tissues. So she did a wee behind the tree and I just had a hanky in my pocket, as you do, gave her a little wipe. And then I thought, it's not very environmentally friendly, ladies, is it, to leave it no. uh, by the tree. So I just popped it in my pocket, forgot all about it. <laughs> and then a few days later, popped my coat on and I needed to blow my nose and I got the hanky oh. out of my pocket. Oh, yeah. Smelt like old yeah. b- yeah. <laughs> 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 So Woo. that was woof, pretty scummy. I didn't blow That's... my nose on it. It just got to my nose and went... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a new variation on Kleenex Ultra Balm. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. A nice cleansing Vicks. Uh, Yeah, so that was my... That's short and sweet, really, but really filthy. Oh, yeah. Laura, Laura, have you got a scummy confession for us? Mine's pretty short and not so sweet, actually. (laughs) Mine mine is um, having far too much to drink, and then the next day, feeling a little bit ill and then having to put CBs on and then having to turn it up really loud so I can have a puke in the toilet. <laughs> and, uh, you know, mummy's alright! <laughs> that sort of thing. Mm, but never mind us. Helen, I think it's time for the results of our competition. I know. Ooh. It's gone a bit blue trees, so I'm very excited. It's very exciting. So we have asked on the Facebook and on the Twitter for you to send in your scummy mummy confessions. And Laura has chosen the best one from all the entries. And we're very pleased to announce that it is... There's two people who've won. There's two people who've won. Hooray! Joint winners, because uh, they were so good uh, that we just we couldn't resist. So um, the first winner is Joe Granger. Congratulations, Joe. Helen, do you want to read the uh, the winning entry? Okay, and uh, we want to say hi to Joe Granger, who is new to Scummy Mummies. She's a new listener, and she said, Confession time. Yesterday, I was at the Natural History Museum with my husband, three-year-old daughter, and four-month-year-old son. As a teacher, I should have known better than to go in half term, but I had managed to get tickets for a CBB special event. Ooh. Ooh. The premiere of Andy Day's Dinosaur Adventure. Andy came out and the mums in the audience swooned, children cheered, and baby Josh did an enormous runny punami. Oh, not the punami. <laughs> not oh. the punami. Oh. What to do, especially at four months. It's just... Mm. Oh, it's, I looked for the nearest exit of the theatre and I snuck out. Looking around the room with its ironing board, coat hangers, I got out my changing mat and the poo bags. And as the smell of poo filled the air, I glanced around and again only to realise it was Andy's <gasps> makeshift changing room. Oh, oh, oh Joe. Oh, left a dinosaur egg in Andy's changing room. Uh, oh, is. Andy. Oh, dear. Having changed the disgusting nappy and the baby's clothes, oh. I left the room smelling a poo. I quickly returned to the theatre to enjoy the rest of the show. As we were leaving, we even got our toddler and a slightly suspicious smelling baby to have a cuddle with Andy. Sorry, oh. Andy. Oh, Andy, oh. that was a wild adventure. It oh. was a wild and, and thank you, Joe. She actually sent the photo in of, of Andy. The poo. Oh, no. <laughs> 
of Andy and the two children. Well, that catty prompt he hangs out. He's probably the used photo. to it. Oh, we should put that on the Facebook. We should. Uh, we always say that. But we really should. We really should. Oh, thank well, you, thank Joe you Granger. so much, Joe. That's wonderful. That was award-winning story. So our other winner is the lovely Bonnie Tatey. Hello, hey. Bonnie. And she comes from our great... US contingent and Bonnie is uh, a wonderful woman and is the mother of my very good friend John Tatey and she lives in New Hampshire I think and she sent us this wonderful confession we'd rented a small cabin on a lake very nice Mm. it housed me and my husband my, my mother and three boys Johnny was the youngest at about a year or so I love that she calls him Johnny as well, when I've only ever known him as John, because that's a very professional and serious journalist name. (laughs) Anyway, Johnny was not much for sleeping at night and was still nursing, so I was up with him many times to nurse him in the hopes that he would not wake up the whole family. It was exhausting and had gone on for weeks. One night, he finally fell asleep and I was just dozing off when he rolled over and fell off the bed. (laughs) For a very brief moment, I hoped he had a concussion and had passed out long enough for me to get some sleep. <laughs> I was shocked at my reaction. Immediately got up to find he was fine. We embarked on a long night of not sleeping. Yeah, whatever. The point is, Bonnie, yeah. Bonnie wished that her child had knocked himself out. And I think that's something we can all sympathise yeah, with. So I definitely. think you'll agree, Laura, that's worth an extra book, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much, Bonnie. Thank you, Bonnie and, and uh, Joe. Yeah. Look you forward. are our people. Yeah. And John, who I look forward to calling Johnny for the rest of his life. So, <laughs> Keep sending know. them in. We love hearing from you. Email us, Twitter us. Oh, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much, Laura, for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Is oh. there anything else? Do you, want to, do you want to plug your book one more time? Yeah, oh, how, how do yeah. people get Just your book, actually? Buy it. Just buy it. <laughs> go, go online, right? Go to Amazon and then buy it. Mums on Strike Mums by on Laura strike. Kemp. Um, and also you've got a Twitter account you're at Laura Jane Kemp at Laura Jane Kemp and a Facebook and you're a Facebook person Laura J no Laura Kemp books and thank you all for listening now the exciting announcement is Ellie that we will be starring in the Brighton Fringe what we have a show called (gasps) Scummy Mummy Show (laughs) oh my god so we'll be live in Brighton on May 10th, 11th and 26th at 1pm at Upstairs the 3 and 10. You can buy tickets on the Brighton Fringe website. And uh, we'd love to see you at the show. Come back and uh, hang out with us. Yeah, so, so that and our, and tickets are still available just for our London show on the 27th of March and the 2nd of April. Go to scummymummies.com for more information. Thank you everybody right. for listening. Okay, thank you. Thanks again, Laura. Bye. 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 I'm going to cry now. Come on, off you go. Do you need the poo? <laughs> <laughs> She's talking to us. I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be fantastic in the outtakes. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.